1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hockey! Yeah. yeah! My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. The Judd's Hockey Show. Back after a week off, Judd, Lindsay, Declan all here. And let's start with the news uh, that has been out there for a few days now. <clears throat> what the heck is Paul Fenton doing? Uh, now? Now, the news is Phil Kessel has killed a deal that that would have sent him to the wild and sent uh, Jason Zucker to to the Penguins. But nonetheless, I don't understand what Paul Fenton is doing here. And I don't – and Phil Kessel in his prime on a good team would have been great. Mm -hmm. But I also don't blame Phil Kessel one bit for taking a look at the depth chart and saying, Paul, who's going to pass me the bleeping puck? And Paul being like, I don't know. And Phil saying, then I'm not going to play there. People were surprised that he killed the trade.
0: I'm not surprised. If at all. I'm Kessel,
1: I kill the trade in a heartbeat. But furthermore, somebody explain the strategy. I understand he desperately wants to trade Zucker. I don't understand what the, he's doing with roster construction.
0: I don't really either. And I think I, the only thing that I can really piece together in terms of what's happening is that I feel like he's getting started in a direction, and then either he's getting self conscious about it or somebody else in the organization is like, wait, no, let's go a different direction. Because. First, it was just tweaks. Then we trade away, you know, three quarters of the core that we had developed over the last seven years within a, a couple months of each other. Then we're like, Oh, we're going to keep everything the same. We've signed these guys and then we're trying to move them. Who's in charge? That's my question. Who, who's, what is the actual plan? And, and Declan and I talked about this with on score north live with Matthew caller last week. We, what is he valuing people at? Why is it Phil Kessel? Why why is it that? Cuz I feel like Phil is a good player, but he's older, he's slower, and he's less versatile of a of a of a player. So why are you trading your best asset to a team in the Pittsburgh Penguins that needs to move Phil Kessel? They're technically in they they have a disadvantage in that deal. I just don't understand what their plan is.
2: I think he's looking at Phil Kessel, and he sees a guy that's a proven goal scorer and a good good addition on the power play and a guy that would bolster your offense automatically. Uh, and I think he's also under maybe not pressure from Leopold, but trying to prove like, all right, if, if we're going to be in the long term here with guys like Donato and Fiala, and these are going to be kind of projects for a little bit, I think it's important to get someone who's already proven and, and can score the puck. Looking back, I've been, I've been looking back on it, too, over the last week. It probably doesn't make a lot of sense to give away, like Lindsay said, your best asset for a guy that's 32 and has a 6.8 cap hit. Uh, uh, this is a guy that is going to be 32 next year for three more years. So this doesn't help you get any younger. If it was like one or one year left on this contract, I think I would actually entertain it. I really would.
0: I would. I would consider but, that as well. But, but the logistics, yeah. like you said, Declan, don't make sense. They don't.
2: They don't make a lot of sense. And Kessel is a one-dimensional player. I think it. It screams Thomas Vanek 2.0. It, it. It. Uh. It's probably good that Kessel looked at these. Looked at this roster and said, Ah, no, thank you.
1: I just don't. So
2: the way I see
1: this is is Fenton's partially trying to keep Leopold happy. By going out and getting a veteran because Craig has told people that this is still a contending team, which, by the way, it shouldn't be. That's stupid. No, agreed. Um, but Craig's Craig's the guy at the deadline who insisted on doing a video. They sent a season ticket holder saying that we're still very much trying to win right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Paul, it seems to me that Paul Fenton's trying to serve his own purposes, which I don't disagree with, of trying to, you know, get the Donatos of the world and guys like that. And and Fiala, who might not be good, but it's his guy and he's not an old player. But then he's trying to also tell um the owner, oh, but we are still trying to compete actively, which to me is death. Like that's the dumbest thing. No, it's thing. the stupidest that's thing that's the they dumbest could do. thing that, that you could possibly do. And and this whole thing of of Zucker, who as Declan said, he's an asset. Like he's he a is. guy, he is a definite asset. And to shop him so far for what? Michael Frolik from Calgary? Ridiculous. And now Phil Kessel, an aging player. And and but here okay, so here's the thing I don't get. Let's say Craig and Paul are butting heads about philosophical viewpoints of where mm-hmm. this team should be.
0: The timeline of the team.
1: All you have to do is call me and mm-hmm. I can tell you this. <laughs> say what's say Judd, what's the problem here? And I'll and I can tell you this, you don't have a center to pass the puck. So no goal scorer in his right mind is going to want to play here. Correct. Koivu is coming off a bad, a, a, a significant knee injury. We don't know when he comes back. And before that, he was old. Eric Stahl's coming off going from 42 goals to a disappointing year. You signed him to an extension, but he's old as well. So if you called me and said, man, what should we be doing here? I would tell you, until you have a center, a, number, a true number one, which is what you should, if you're going to mortgage things, mortgage it for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but until you have that player you are lost right like you're in no man's land and and you and what you're doing and this is true of both craig and paul is just dumb like you are you have no now if the plan it if they come back with we're waiting for kaprasov because we think he's coming then i would say (sighs) then i would say if you're convinced he's coming then when I think it was two years. But anyway, the point being, mm-hmm. be as bad as possible. Like, trade Dubnik. Mm-hmm. Get out. Get out. And tell Suter and Preezy, sorry, boys. Um, you sign
0: the long-term deal. This yeah. is what happens. And, and
1: yep. Ryan, if we can trade you or Zach and you want to be shopped, we don't think we can, but mm-hmm. we'll try. But if that's the goal here, but if the goal is, oh, no, in 2019-20, we want to be a competitive team, then I will tell you right now, mortgage whatever you have to to get a true number one center because until you do that, you could have Mike Bossy, Guy LaFleur, Phil Kessel. I could go down the list of great goal scorers. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to matter.
0: No, it's not. Because who do, who does Phil Kessel usually plan a, lot, a line with? Yeah. I mean, the last, the last part of the year before they, they got swept out of the playoffs in the first round... Um, they were toying with line combinations because they were trying to kind of their, find their footing as a team. Sure. But this is a guy that consistently played with somebody called Evgeny Malkin as his center, and he his per- production dipped this year. So if you if you're seeing a production dip with still playing with those types of players consistently, who like you said, Judd, is there anybody who could I don't know do Evgeny Malkin's laundry in that locker room? I don't know, and so. By bringing Phil in, sure, it provides that goal-scoring support, but he's not a creator, and we've shipped out a couple of those. Granlund was one of those. Nino was one of those sometimes when he chose to be or when his confidence was going really well. They don't have enough guys that really can set things up and get that goal-scoring mentality. And I think one of the only players that they do have is the guy that they're trying to trade away in Jason Zucker because even though he had a, a lower year in production, he still was getting the same amount of shots. And I don't know if anybody who watched the Minnesota Wild this year, they hit a few posts here and there, and they missed a lot of nets that weren't missed the year before. And so at least he, being Jason, is getting those chances. He didn't convert as many, but even if half of those go in that either hit the post or miss the net, he's at the same goal total that he was at the year before.
1: But he should be used for if it appears that they are bounded and determined to trade yes, him. Yes, so which it, but I, it that's, is what it is. But if that's the case, then you need to put him in a package to get a – if, if you want to win, a top-line center back.
0: Do you hear what they call, what, what they asked Vancouver for? Did you hear the rumor? And this is a, ru- a purely I think I speculation in
1: story in the athletic. If yeah, it's the same apparently
0: he, they he, they called Vancouver and said, "We'll trade trade you Jason Zucker for Brock Besser." And Vancouver laughed and hung up the phone. Well, wouldn't and, you? Yeah, yes, would. yeah. but that's what I mean. What where where's Fenton's judgment? That's where that's where it's not well, so much trading Zucker, it's trading Zucker for Kessel, or trading Zucker we'll get for into Besser. That, like, how do you what are you evaluate? That. How do you evaluate talent? And what you, how, how is this in your mind that Zucker equals Kessel, but also equals Besser? That doesn't make any sense it makes no sense yeah I
2: don't get it either I thought maybe if they were getting Kessel then another move is in the works because like you said you can't you can't bring in Kessel on this team and look at up and down the centers and say well put him with Koivu and will be fine put him with Stall and will be fine like oh no that wouldn't work so I do think there was another domino that was going to fall after the move but you're also inheriting a guy that making that's making 6.8 mil Jack, you're swapping out a Victor Rask contract for Jack for Johnson. Jack Johnson. worse, probably. Ooh, that's it, just a complete... Who's complete... He's the defensive version of Victor Rask, pretty right. much. I mean, he's a shell of himself. Right. Signed for
0: longer. Yeah,
2: so I don't... I. I it's definitely weird. You can tell that Fenton is just trying to get get Zucker out, which I guess in the long term is now hurting his value back. now teams are like, "Well, exactly what What do you want? What do you want from him if if oh, you're, you're low Absolutely. Him. Well, how
1: how can you how could you have almost consummated a deal with the Flames at the deadline for League and then call Vancouver and say Besser?
0: Yeah, what? Like what? you're right.
1: It makes no. But I I'm with you. I think the judgment question here is valid. Yes. And and. I think wild fans and people overvalued Granlund because he is a nice mm-hmm. player. But we we all I, I think we always said, but he's the Olympic Granlund. And the league manager yeah. said, no, he's not. He's not even so,
0: Nicholas Backstrom. So the
1: Fiala <laughs> trade might not be good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coil trade, he's in the finals. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Perfect uh, perfect s- situation for him. But you know, I like Donato. You got a draft pick. That's fine. The Niederreiter trade now makes zero sense. Makes right. zero sense. Rask can't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and, what
0: I mean. What's his track and record And the fact here? that you're
1: now try and the fact mm-hmm. that now months after you make the Rask trade, you're just trying to dump him off, it's it's bizarre. Right. Um, and I don't get it. But so far, the, the paperwork not going through at the deadline in the Flames deal, and Kessel saying no to me – Wait, the paperwork our, didn't go through? Yeah, it didn't go through in time. The fully trade was done. Th-
0: that's what. Yes, Calgary, this is brand
1: new news to me. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no, they, they were going to make the trade. The trade was done. I guess Fenton flipped out. Uh The paperwork didn't go through. They in pulled time a Cleveland Brown. That's the what de- they did. Well, somebody screwed up. I don't. I think it might have been Calgary. Somebody didn't get their pay, their paperwork. Well, I'm sure that in time. was. I don't not think an the Wild. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that you were that you would have gotten Frolik back for Zucker. Which what? <laughs> And and yeah, all of this good. just what? Me. Well, and you've got Rask, and who's going to take Rask? Rask for any? You're going to have to take on a terrible contract. Right. Yeah. And the you know
0: what? Why don't we just sit with Rask? Because we've seen him play like 15 games, and he's only been here for a few months. Just because we got him and he hasn't been good doesn't mean we have to ship him out this second. And there's no deadline for him like there is for Zucker, which apparently is so imposing and so you know handcuffing to Fenton that he needs to trade him before July 1st. Where that. Uh, no that limited no movement clause kicks in it 's only ten teams that he can say no to. Right. is Paul really that his lack of confidence in his ability to move Jason zucker that he 's like, know what we have to move him even if it means moving him at half price like what do you mean? Do your job really seriously though it 's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's starting to feel the – I think Leopold is realizing that this might not be the best fit. And obviously he can't just cut bait uh, less than a year into the sure de- deal with Fenton. So I think Madonna being hired is also mm-hmm. a parlay of he is my break glass, get out of emergency oh, situation. I'm, I'm predicting within
1: two years and possibly less. Mike Madano will be president of hockey operations for the So you team.
0: really think that them putting Madonna on the business side in quotations and they're being He's, very clear about his distinction away from player development and, and acquisition. Which is why So do you think that's because you're just like, "Hey, Mike,
2: Paulie's kind of struggling, well, can you sit over here just to
1: watch?" There's two we'll weird see? there's two weird things. One is on the conference call that uh, they did that Leopold was on about this. Mm. He quickly mentioned, if Paul has any questions to bounce off Mike, he'll be right there to answer th- right. those questions. The other thing that to me is a surefire, um, the, the fact that Mike is going was, was hired here to help in hockey ops is he's moving his whole family here. Mm-hmm. Now his wife is, fr- is from here, yep. so it's a perfect fit. But the fact is, if you're Mike Medano and you're a retired hockey player and you're going to do some business stuff, you know help sell season mm-hmm. tickets or something for the wild you're going to live in, in a community where you can go golfing in january like if you're the business mm-hmm. guy and you're going to fly here once right. in, in a while to this god ticket
0: sales yeah to
1: this god forsaken state and go to a couple games but if it's january or february mm-hmm. you're gone then right and right you're going home i, I think to uh, phoenix if i'm not mistaken yes and you're going to go golfing He's moving here. He's moving the whole clan here. Right. They're they're going. They're coming here because he's going to be in that office every day. Right. I think Declan's right. I think Craig has serious questions. And and the other thing, and this is where I don't blame Fenton, but I could see Craig being taken by surprise and, and upset. I think when Leopold said tweaks originally, he really thought that. Yeah. And I think Paul probably wisely said, eventually holy cow, this needs more than tweaks. Because we all did, right? Yeah, we all did yes. that. Yeah. And so, true. so to, to me, it, it should not be underestimated or understated that when the trade deadline came and those trades were made and Paul does this passionate, we're still in this season, mm-hmm. ticket holders, don't drop your season tickets.
0: Hang on with us.
1: Yeah, I think that was a definite butting of heads between owner and GM there. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of things going on here that I could see that uh, Craig is not super pleased about. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know, Fenton's end of the year press conference was just a disaster. Yeah. he He's trying to act like he invented the game and telling reporters that you should come to me before you go. to You know, this is not how. This Especially is in this
0: market, it's not going to work. And
1: it's 2019. It's right. not how things work. And to not understand how the game works at all beyond what's just in front of you on the ice, mm-hmm. which we, we could debate his understanding of that as well. Um, that's a problem. And so I think Declan's right. I think Craig probably is saying, hold on a second here. And he knows damn well that if he, in six months or a year, goes to Mike Madonna, fans here are going to be like, Heck yes. Awesome. I'm Craig. already on board. <laughs> it's not like, who is this? It's, it's going to be. So there's just enough things that seem odd to me that I would not be shocked. Right.
0: And I think a lot of people get confused. They, they always see a move as a good thing just because it's a move. And that's not necessarily true. If you peel back layers as well, if we want to get into this, is that they moved some big-time players that have been part of this organization for a long time, and they got younger and they got faster. And that's great. That's great. But if we go just outside of just getting the younger and getting faster part, what kind of roster are they building? Is this a team that's going a little more heavy like the Blues aren't playing right now? Or is this team... Going more for speed. What exactly is the core identity? What's the Colt core now, thing? Lindsay. But that's the thing. Is like yeah. if you take a snapshot of the roster right now, what's the first thing that you think of when you think of this roster? Like what's an what's a a buzzword that describes slow, the team? Slow. That's a that's a problem.
1: Geriatrics. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And so that's Hockey the thing geriatrics. is that it's one thing to make moves and Donato and Fiala might turn out to be all stars, but at the same time, Donato was sent down to Iowa and was not getting the most like. Awesome things getting talked about him when he was down there. There was some serious effort questions when they were, they were playing down in Iowa Same with, with Green, Greenway, right? Right. Yes. And so, as much as I like these deals, when I hear something like that, I'm like, "All right, guys, like it's not just about what." The tools that the players that they're bringing, it's the personalities as well. It's about bringing oh, in the right which is, players.
1: Which, which is what, which is why I was in favor of the trades that they made because I thought that the Coils and Granlins and Ni- mm-hmm. Nino's personality wise had to go. That was a smart move, not because as individuals they were bad guys, but I thought collectively it had become stale, and that and that room, as we all know, was not great. But yeah, what's the goal here? I, right. I can't tell you what the goal is now. When you're talking about Phil Kessel. Right. This is not a playoff. Watch the teams, and people will say, "I know what we're going to get." Well, the Blues went from worst to first in in January, but watch the Blues. One, Look at their they roster. Who do they have? And they got a goaltender, right, in, in Bennington. You know, Dubnyk's going to be that guy. I Don't think so, right?
0: Right. And Jake and, Allen's a a, a a starting goalie as well.
1: And Ryan O'Reilly who you went out and got. Mm-hmm. And by the way, what is he? He is a dominant, big type of center. Mm-hmm. You absolutely. don't have that. And you don't no. have – un- unless you're going to address that position, you should try to lose as much as possible because you're not going to be that good.
0: Right. No, I agree. And it's about moving assets at the right value. If we oh, really want to move Jason Zucker, if he's that – big of a detriment to this team, which I don't think he is, at least move him for something that's going yes. to either do have an opposite effect on what's been going on with your team or something that's going to reinforce whatever message or timeline that you're going for for this upcoming season.
2: I also didn't like the whole sending Donato and Greenway and Cunning down to get exp- playoff experience, and I understand what they were trying to sell there. But when I look back... In a year from now or two years from now, if the Wild are in the playoffs, I'm not gonna look back and say, Man, that that experience, the AHL playoffs, really played dividends for Ryan Donato and Luke Cunning's careers. I I I think you they should have just let him reset, let him just start, just like with Rask, just like let him start an offseason and let him get his footing back in the door. So I, I, I yeah, I think there's some legitimate questions now from the ownership to the management. And poor Bruce Boudreaux is now God. stuck in the middle of this. And thank you know honestly though, but thank God that they have a stable, consistent, level-headed guy because I could if, it, if this was Mike Yo or if this was any any incompetent, incompetent person, oh my God! I mean, I would I would be he's much more. Panicked. He's
0: literally like the psychiatrist for this team do because everybody's Fenton, freaking out.
2: Do you think Fenton un-
1: understands? Two part question: the <laughs> modern athlete. And the game itself, right now.
2: I don't think he understands the modern game
1: because
0: not. here's what do you mean by modern athlete?
1: I mean sending Donato and Greenway to the American Hockey League to gain playoff experience. Condon
0: went down there too, and, and he and very, he played, and he and he right. busted his but ass because very, that's what he does. But it's
1: very old school. Yeah. it's very old. All I have, this I have less is of a be, problem with this. With is is going to be valuable, right? But. But just as far as as what Paul Fenton was the assistant GM in Nashville forever. Yes. And we always assume, oh man, he's he's with a winning team, mm-hmm. uh, a winning culture. He knows that doesn't mean a thing. Yeah, he's poised. <laughs> yeah. You can get buried as a guy's right hand man for a long time and not have a clue. And there's just been enough there. There's been enough flares sent up of things that that have happened, and so and some of them. As I said, I don't know, and I almost like, but there have been enough weird things where you, say, where you start to say to yourself, "You could see why Craig might be thinking, "I wonder if I made the right move here." Right I wonder if this is the right Absolutely. guy to take this team." Because you know, keep in mind, Chuck was not a disaster. Chuck was a guy who they finally decided between the draft picks that he had traded mm-hmm. and, and the quick playoff appearances, that it was time for that next step. But we've seen this before where teams say next step time and some take that next step and some go right off the cliff. Mm -hmm. And right now it feels to me, if you were to ask me what the odds were, it feels to me like the odds are far more that it feels like this franchise is falling off a cliff. Because as a fan or in our business, you should at least be able to sort of get an idea of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have a clue. No. And therefore, I think it's very easy to say I'm not sure they have a clue.
0: No, I agree. And – I have less of a problem with them sending down the young guys to to the AHL for the playoffs. I think that entire branch of the organization has been severely overlooked, and by sending the, those guys as reinforcements, it kind of sends a message. But I can understand it from the other side too, because if you know Greenway and if you know Donato, it's one thing when you send all three when Cunnings down because Cunnings going to play. That's that's he's the next captain of this team, and it's not even close. But you should like you like you said, Judge, the modern athlete, not just seeing all players as the same type of personality that right. are gonna go down there and, and work hard and do that, because that's not how it goes. And whether people like it or not, this is a generational thing that's here to say. And I think that's what's most frustrating about at least this in, just this season in general, but how Fenton has made these moves because with these playoffs as especially when we were watching in the first round and we mentioned this how do you feel about the Wild in the Western Conference over the next couple of years? Because those teams that snuck in at the end, the Blues being one of them who is still playing. And the apps. The, the division The Division, the, the, the Stars. It, even when we've watched games where the Wild have beat them. Like, the Wild used to beat up on the Blues all the time in the last couple of years. But now it's a completely different thing. And I see all these teams that even if they did miss the playoffs, they're taking steps or they have at least uh uh, some sort of game plan going for the immediate future. I just don't see how the Wild are getting better at all. And that's what's concerning to me because everybody else who was maybe behind the Wild waiting to take that step is not only taking that step, but the Wild aren't keeping pace.
1: If you if you were to ask me where am I comfortable right now – Like. With this roster, how how does it stack up? I would say defense. I, the depth might not be outstanding, but Dumble's we'll going to come back, and Dumble's really. I think he's very if, good. If,
0: if he if he comes back as the same player he was, absolutely mm-hmm. built
1: for the game, built as that player before he got hurt, built for the game mm-hmm. as it, the game exists. Spurgeon is small, but he's very effective. But beyond that, yeah, who's the center? And so if if you don't have that position, you can't have snipers because the snipers can't snipe if they don't get the puck right. Right. And the other thing that's building up now in today's game that this team absolutely does not have is regular season to be successful. You have two goaltenders, and one you can stick in net for the majority of the playoffs, and that guy is outstanding. Yep. Do I trust Dubnik like that? No, right, no. Uh, they they don't trust Stalock enough to play him consistently. Like well, he has, he's
0: not offered enough opportunities no, to prove Staloc, himself. but But right. but
1: what we saw from the, I think from the successful teams in the regular season in two thousand eighteen nineteen is that a guy like Stalock, if you don't trust him, you should replace him or trust him. Yes. Like you got to play him more. So yeah, there there are there are huge gaping holes here, and I don't see him being addressed. I see them trying to go out and trade for Phil Castle.
0: Or they, they address okay. them in some areas, and then they double down but on the, on the right. old
1: stuff. It's Vanek. Yeah. it's, Vanek. The, it's the, And I loved.
2: I, I was a no, defender I mean, of him. And yes. Vanek
1: drove me crazy. Yeah. But ultimately, the lesson that you learn from that is if you go and get Kessel or Vanek and don't give them a guy who can get them the puck, one, they're going to start passing because they're ticked off and they're trying to create plays <laughs> themselves. Bill Kessel
0: isn't exactly known for his passing skill.
1: No, but but Thomas certainly Thomas did. Is, yeah. yeah. But the other thing was you're just not going to get goals from them. Right. You know. Right. So so the deficiencies of this roster right now I don't see him trying to address whatsoever.
0: I honestly think if you took Connor McDavid and put him on this team right now and just say in like a hypothetical world, I don't think the roster is still good enough to even support him and you would have the best player well, you just in the learned world.
1: that lesson with the Oilers.
0: Right, but that's what I so mean. Not, They're not in a position. Right. So for everybody who's asking me, like, why don't we go trade for the – get get a top pick, and I, I've suggested that we do trade up in the draft, and I still, I still think that's true. But there's so much more crap that they have to figure out before they can even consider getting these marquee players because if you bring them in, which they attempted to do with Zach and Ryan, and initially it worked out for a little while, but there's too much crap for even the best players to be able to flourish and play the game that that they're meant to play.
2: When can Kaprasov come here? Is that two years? He can come here... For the twenty 2020, twenty twenty one season, so this would be theoretically speaking the last season that we won't have Kaspersov. So he could come here this time next summer. Okay, because if, if things work if out, you is think, this
0: kid baby Jesus? Because we're waiting can, for him like well, he is. He
2: could be a very important part. He could no,
0: be,
1: but he could be a very important part. I I'm not saying he saves things, but I am saying any attempt to go get a Phil Kessel for a year in which you're not going to have this kid, I wanna I wanna have a chance to hit the ground running and be successful. If he's going to come. And until then, I'm not making any trades for veterans, for instance.
0: I'm just sick of.
1: Or unless it's, unless to, to your guys' point, it's an expiring contract. And so that's going to come off my books.
0: I'm sick of teams in this market and especially the wild of saying, well, so and so is coming in a couple years and that's when we'll figure things out. He's not here now and there's. He'll, his contract is up in two years, but he also signed that contract recently, and the organization hasn't had a ton of contact with him since they drafted him. It's no um, new thing that Russians' relations with right. the NHL it is a very contentious one. It is. It's weird. The KHL is a very viable option for a lot of Russian players, as you see, where players will go there, will come back like Kovalchuk did. Pavel Datsuk is apparently coming back to the NHL after being in the KHL for a couple years. But... How about we just pretend that he's not coming here? Because he's not here right now, and we don't know if he's going to be here in two years. So instead of planning for saying, like, let's wait for him to get over here and we'll do the construction, why don't we just plan this roster and just say he's not coming here ever and plan it that way. And if he does, great. That's awesome. But I'm sick of people living in the future well, and not in what the current reality I is of this thing.
1: I want to end Craig's dream of trying to compete next year. So yes. what, whatever it takes for me to quash that – and for Craig to send out something to the many season ticket holders in the state of hockey saying, folks, it's Craig here. We're going to suck. That's what I want. What the
0: Rangers did so, a couple years so, ago. At least they had the to decency your, yes. to do that. So
1: to your point, I am just trying to plan around this notion that there's any chance with this current construction, unless you're going to do something to address key spots, that there's any chance to compete. This this semi, we've got our foot in the water and look at all these teams and we can be just like them, mm-hmm. which is just nonsense, is what I want to end. And I want someone to tell Craig, we're... You, what you're going to watch next year is unless the, you know unless god puts his hand on this team is a team that's not going to make the playoffs. It's Co- that simple. Commit
0: to what you're trying to do. Yeah. Commit to sucking well, and, or commit to being and good. By Just the make way, a decision. Tell me. Yes. Like, exactly. Te- like
1: tell me what you're trying to do. In fact, call me. I can help you. <laughs> I can help you suck. Call Jelly. I can help you I you know what? I can help your team suck. It's no problem at all. But have a clue. And that's the problem is right now they don't look like they have a clue. And to me, internally, it looks like there is a battle going on mm-hmm. between the GM of what he thinks they should be doing. And, and he might not he might not be able to make good trades, but he might not be totally wrong with his philosophy Mm-mm. and ownership and business marketing people who are like, hold on a second. We might not be sold out next year. Like, that's the big worry. And it's yeah. I can't be worried about that. But the Sorry.
0: Thing, I hate the sellout thing because I get that hurts the pocketbooks. and But the thing is, is that this market more than any, except for maybe the Canadian markets, can support this team even if it's bad. And, yes, there's been some years where the attendance hasn't been great, but with the Minnesota Twins as an example, they've been awful for a decade, and we're two months into the season, and they're the best team in baseball, and they sold out Target Field. If you're winning, people will show up, but there's nothing worse than being sold a, a bill of goods for a team that apparently is making a run and that you're you're giving this mixed message just to get people in the door. We don't need to we buy jerseys, we well, watch fan- the TV. It's not all about the almighty and ticket fans anymore. Aren't dumb. No, and fans especially aren't dumb. here. And Definitely. I think that it's more alienating to have the process that they're doing right now versus doing what the Rangers did a couple years ago when they literally sent out a a, a press release to all their season ticket holders and everybody saying we're literally trading everyone. We're going to suck. We appreciate your patience. We're going to come back better better than ever. You know what? At least they are owning it and saying this is – and being upfront with their fan base. And I don't know, is the New York fan base one of those friendly fan bases that we all talk about with no, the warm smart. and fuzzies? Exactly. Just commit to your thing. Commit to being bad. Let's just reset this. Last 10 years have been weird. It's fine. Let's just cut bait and move on.
2: I think the whole trying to build up Cappers off and the reason – everyone is so excited about him is this team has been has just lacked Started. a superstar and, and a goal scorer since Gabrick left. Mm-hmm. So if you have someone that's there and ready, I, and I should say ready in quotation marks, cause he's still in the <laughs> KHL. I mean, you, you can get excited about that. Mm-hmm. And Kaprizov is the closest thing that they're going to have to a superstar. Cause they're not going to be able to go in the free agent market and get Panarin, or they're not going to be able to trade and get Connor McDavid or Brock Besser. Like, that is the closest thing right now that they have to landing a superstar, so they have to try to cultivate the roster to him. But, but you bring up a good point of, well, which way is the roster going and which way are we heading? Are we heading towards trying to keep this organization afloat and keep this team relevant when Kaprizov gets here, or are we trying to suck and get as mi- a high draft pick to pair with him and to open up as much money so that when Kaprizov does come here, we can open up the checkbooks and we can open up the roster spots. That is the limbo craziness that they're in.
1: He gives you, though, the opportunity to stall Leopold, which is what you need to do. You need to get Craig past the, f- the point of trying to make the playoffs just for the sake of trying to-, to make the playoffs. So he just buys you time. But while you're doing that, the other thing that you have to do then is if you're going to trade – Zucker, you need to put him in a substantial package for a center. Or you need to go out and sign one. And and that's why this is – you can't turn this thing around by next year. It will be a short-term fix that's not going to work.
0: And it will end up hurting you in the next four or five.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So let's do the long play here. I mean, unfortunately – do you know what happened? And, and at the time, I didn't think about this, but the Yankees' like move of Pirezi and Suter signing on July fourth, two thousand twelve, w- was very much in a short term. It, it was the mm-hmm. Yankees' free agent fix, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to fix this right away, and it's mm-hmm. going to be good. Oh, that can get you to the National Hockey League playoffs, but guess where it doesn't get you? Long term, right. real success. So, so Craig basically needs, needs to be told, cool your jets for now. This is going to, to take some time. But now comes the real problem from me, which is I don't know if Fenton's the right guy to do it. Right. Like if that's I, an issue because If he's I just said moves. that you could go, go to Craig and say, Craig, you just need to be quiet. This is going to play itself out. But Paul's really, really good. You know, Paul is Falvey and Levine, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just cool your cool yourself down.
0: Fentine.
1: Yeah. Fentine. Fentine. If you could say that, though, and you had confidence, mm-hmm. it'd be, this conversation to me would be totally different. But... After saying all that I just did, I'll throw in this: I have no idea if Paul Fenton knows what he's doing exactly.
0: Right, and, and he hasn't they're... shown us that he knows what he's doing because, as bad as the Zucker the Zucker deals that have been rumored have been, if he had if he had, had a more established track record here in in some of those deals going a better way uh, when he was training away Charlie Nino Granland, I think we see this potential trade a lot differently. But so far, the moves that he has made haven't worked out. Not always bad, but not enough to make it be like that's a good deal because that's hard to do in the National Hockey League. But we've either ended up on well, it could potentially be good or a bad deal. So he doesn't have a proven track record because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is his first crack at a, a head GM job.
1: Yes, he was assistant. And forever. so
0: that's the other thing as well is that there's nothing that that he has shown us that w- that gives me any sort of faith in him going forward of making good deals in which the Wild aren't just they're not winning, but they're not losing. The rest you know what I mean? The
1: rest trade scares me to no end.
0: Yeah. Like he, he didn't he didn't do any research. He
1: can't skate.
0: No, he didn't he didn't and, it's and terrifying. He, he's
1: not sorta of bad. He can't skate. This yep. is the And National I Hockey think we League. should give him
0: a little bit more, but that's fine if people want to move on. But if we're gonna move on from people, at least do your due diligence to figure out what the right fit is, not just based on what you have for talent on the roster, but personality wise and make sure you're getting equal value in return if not winning you have to get equal value because i guarantee you if either one of the if that phil kessel trade goes through this place would be
1: burning and if phil kessel says no think about this and i don't care that it's minnesota and guys can come home ultimately guys want to get paid and win how many guys on july 1st are the wild going to approach with some salary cap room and they're going to be like no I'm not going to play that, right? And,
0: and why is everybody obsessed with Phil Castle? Think that he would play here. He didn't. He was here for a year, and, and he wasn't that guy? beloved. He who, wasn't that beloved when he played for the Gophers. When he was here, Don Lucia was who not is a best fan friends with who?
1: Suter. That's right. Of course, the real GM of this team, right. Ryan Suter. But if if I'm a free agent no. and Paul Fenton approaches me on July 1st, I don't care if I'm from here or not. I'm looking Same at this are as, asking, and I'm looking at this now as being dysfunctional because you, you've got a coach who seems to be on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. You've got a roster that's certainly not that competitive. There's a lot of things that, you know, if you're from Edina, for instance, you might be like, well, that could
0: possibly be from Edina that's up for free agency, yeah. potentially looking for a new landing spot. I
1: don't know. And the, the guy m- might spend a lot of time in June and July at Bunnies, but you know what? <laughs> he also might want to go play and take your pick
0: well and, Arizona
1: Colorado whoever has cap space whoever and, can sign And for
0: space. those of you that haven't figured out who we're, we're talking about Anders Lee the yeah. captain of the Islanders which I thought was really interesting last week when the Islanders signed Brock Nelson to that 6 for 6 deal because we had kind of speculated saying that Anders was the more likely of the two to re-sign with the Islanders and that Brock was more likely to walk Yeah but clearly something changed and I don't know if it's with negotiations with the agency or with with the agent for Anders or or if the team itself made this decision. But I don't think they go out and sign Brock Nelson to that deal. And Brock Nelson's a good player, but he's not a six-for-six six good player. He's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And I think something fell through. I think they were looking for some sort of commitment from Anders, and he probably said, we're going to test the free agent mark. And they said, fine, see you later. And I think that connection has been lost. And I might be, this is purely speculative, and this is just my take on it but i don't think the islanders go out and sign brock nelson to that type of deal if they think that andersley is going to come back and i don't think he's going to come here either to the to minnesota because for the same reasons phil 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 had and for all the reasons we're talking about for in free agency he's 27 years old and even if he is getting paid a lot of money first of all the wild don't have that type of money that he's going to be asking for and second of all he still doesn't have a ring, and he he's only made it you know the, so far into the playoffs. And he's he's one of those players that's kind of on the cusp of being elite. He's mm-hmm. had a couple really good years, but I think he's looking to solidify for you know a big contract right now, but also that next one, that next kind of veteran con- contract where that's a difference between making you know three and a half million per year and one and a half million per year, and that's when you're really trying to solidify you know your your career earnings off the top. But I just don't see how they could attract anyone because. N- It's in disarray. They're the Lakers of the NHL right now. They are.
1: That's what they are. I think the Senators are that. I don't know about uh, the Lakers. The Lakers are really, really dysfunctional.
2: Edmonton
0: might be. What do you mean? Dave Tippett just got hired. He's going to write
1: that Edmonton ship. is the Lakers. Yeah, what's the deal? So Dave Tippett's coming back to coach again after he's replacing Hitchcock, who also came back to coach again. And, and he's
2: advising to the next person. And you just hired Speaking a GM who basically things. got kicked
1: upstairs by Detroit. And this is Connor McDavid's team. If I'm Connor McDavid, I'm like, what the hell did I sign that contract for? Yeah. Uh, let's wrap things up here. Stanley Cup Finals going on. We're recording this on Tuesday. The uh, Bruins beat the Blues on Monday to take a 1-0 lead in that series. I was at the Twins. Declan was at the Twins. Lindsay, you watched the game. I, I, I
0: was the apparently <laughs> the only one that watched the you know I DVR'd one it? possibly but I have not, four hockey games have, left in the entire season. I
1: DVR'd it, but I have not watched it yet. It's
0: not like you know, there's a ton of games in baseball. Hey, the Twins are first place. I'm okay? just, I'm just saying, did they lose last night? Twins or what? are best team.
1: In baseball. Oh, they did. It was a hell of a game. Okay, um, so go ahead.
0: So last night, first of all. We we all know my feelings on the Boston Bruins. We don't need to re, re, mm-hmm. rehash that. Please but um, the Blues, I think, started out really well. The Bruins obviously had a very long layoff between yep. the ending of their Eastern Conference Final series and the start of the series. I think it was ten days, in fact. Um, and you could see that in the first period that there was some rust uh, in Boston's game. And and I think uh, let's see, they only Blues only scored one goal in the first.
1: Copious notes right there, very impressive. Oh,
0: so many notes. Um. And then once they came out for the second period, things started to change. Boston found its legs and I think this game could have been a lot worse than what the four to two score indicated and which was really three to two because of the empty net. Um, the Blues defense was horrendous. Some of the worst pinches and gaps I've seen in these playoffs and, and just in hockey, professional hockey in a long time mm-hmm. And I think it was just straight up you know they thought that they had things going in the first period and then after that once boston started using their speed there was a lot of really interesting breakout passes that they were making and putting the defense the blues defense on their heels and binnington the, the, the blues goalie i think he played well i think he could have played better but i also think that he weathered a lot of a lot of the storm in terms of making some ridiculous saves that he has no business making but he just – he got hung out to dry a couple times, and he also hung himself out to dry a couple times. It was just a comedy of errors for the Blues. Six I games, you
1: think, or I, That's
0: what I predicted. I, I said Bruins in six. Uh, I think if if the Bruins come out and basically stomp all over the Blues, I think it could be quicker sure. in, if game two goes the wrong way. Um, but I, you always have to allow the other team to hold serve at their home <laughs> arena as well because, the, obviously, the Blues – uh, fan base hasn't seen something like this in 50 years or so and, and and for the bruins it's a normal tuesday so <laughs> well,
1: boston
0: uh i think sports sports that fans have been
1: deprived of a championship since last october what are you talking yeah, about like the worst ever. Or was days. it november what uh, date did the red sox uh, god off of series? i feel bad for the boston sports fan i mean so that's a long time i mean you got all that sam adams there and uh, teams don't win until from October and yeah, June. yeah it's it's
0: tough for them they have a tough life on the, uh, in the Boston seaport area they do but the biggest thing i saw from the game and i think the biggest talking point from the game was the hit that Tory Krug uh threw and i think it was the third period where it's a charge because he basically what he got his helmet ripped off in his own defensive zone and he skated all the way to the other side of the ice realized that he couldn't hit the guy that had ripped his helmet off because he was going to the bench which i appreciate because he totally could have just Destroyed that guy Uh, but decides to go down and destroy Thomas at the other end with a monster hit which is a legal hit in its essence if you're going from like the actual process of him going to hit someone versus where he started um, when he basically decided I'm going to destroy someone's life right now. But it's kind of a weird – it's a weird bit because it's 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 charging, but it's not. But we were talking before, Judd, is that I think with the rules that have changed, with all the effort that the NHL has made in reducing concussions or at least diagnosing them earlier, and it's not a perfect system yet. There's still a lot of stuff that falls through the cracks. But I think this is a good example of those rules now have being implemented for a few years – I think if that hit or that, you know, desire to be hit to throw that hit a few years back, I think that's a much bigger hit that's maybe aimed at the head. But I think that the training and the experience that a lot of these players have had in this new rule system allowed that hit to be illegally legal right <laughs> so it's not it, a suspe- it crazy it's not suspendable no uh but there was a uh, a lot of people making the the bobby or uh tory krug because when you have a still shot of the actual thing it, he it He's looks like it, it looks like bobby or and it's pretty cool even <laughs> yeah, though i hate pretty it's pretty neat but it's it's, it's but an interesting had, thing
1: but he had gotten so would no was call. he flying through the air when he got hit are you saying or after he hit the guy well he after he hit thomas
0: it looks like he leaves his feet, but he doesn't go- leave his feet in the way that is usually associated when people are going for those headshots, head right? Yeah. But he just went down. He dropped his shoulders. He got low, and then he exploded up, and then just naturally, you do leave your feet after he makes the contact. That's the real difference of do sure. you leave your feet before you tu- before you hit the person, or do you leave your feet as you're hitting the person? And I I think it's more of the latter in his case.
1: Stanley Cup. It must be nice, huh?
0: Uh, could you imagine they they they, they they filled up Scott Trade or whatever the name of, of the of the arena? Well, they, the X they right for but, a watch party, right? And that's what I do. I was like, I want this. I just want people here to not to watch no. hockey on a big screen, just waving the towels, having a great old time. That's all I want. I, we don't mm. even have to win.
2: Nope, it's uh, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, say goodbye.
0: Bye.